Welcome to episode number 27 of Just Go Grind, a show that focuses on helping you find a career you love, start a business, and make a bigger impact in your life. I'm Justin Gordon, your host and an MBA student in the class of 2020 at the USC Marshall School of Business. I've had my hand in entrepreneurship and business since 2012 when I launched Just Go Fitness and now with Just Go Grind. In this episode, we have Sarah Alper and Desiree Hostetler from PMS Box, which you can find at pmsbox.co. PMS Box is a monthly subscription box that includes a variety of items to help women improve their menstrual experience. And with each and every box that is purchased, they also give supplies to women in need in India and Turkey. This is a huge epidemic worldwide with 1.2 billion women still struggling to fill their basic needs of feminine hygiene products. And their mission is to end period poverty together. This was such a fun episode. We talk about a variety of things, including how they actually started this box on a startup weekend in only like 52 hours or something crazy like that. How they've grown the team since the inception of the product, and then also how they have decided which products to include and how they have gone organic with all these products and different challenges that they face throughout this. We discuss many different things in this episode. Must check it out. As always, the show notes are at justgogrind.com slash podcast. You can support the show at patreon.com slash justgogrind. And if you go to iTunes or Apple Podcasts, you can leave a rating and review. I'd very much so appreciate that. Without further ado, here's Sarah and Desiree. Sarah and Desiree, welcome to the show. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for having us. First time to have two guests at the same time on the show. This will be fun. This will be a lot of fun. I can feel it. I want to start with just a little bit of background on both of you. So, Sarah, can you start with what's your background before starting a PMS Box? Just brief summary. Sure. Uh, advertising. I've, I've been in the advertising world for, I would say, 10 years now. I started with media planning and buying, social media management, influencer relations, and I worked with like any company that you can think of all around you from whatever you wear, whatever you drink, a lot of global brands, and here I am with PMS Box with that idea. All right. Desiree? My background is a tad different. It's in journalism, and then I was in journalism for four years, broadcast and print, after which I switched to PR and have been doing publicity since and helping out PMS Box with media relations and publicity, basically. Awesome. And the PMS Box story, how it started, we have to, we have to go through that, of course. Sarah, you want to take it away? How did which, this whole thing start? Which version do you want me to share? Uh, this is a podcast, long version, so uh, long form, every, whatever you want to tell us. Sure. We're the beginning, the, the beginning. <laughs> sure, the very beginning. Um, I, I always wanted to start my own, I would say, idea, you know, move forward with it, and it was always an advertising agency, so that's something that I always focused. Never thought that I would start a subscription box. That wasn't in my, you know lifetime goal yeah. it wasn't something I was working towards it it just came suddenly like very unexpectedly I was going to attend the startup tech weekend in Santa Monica and while I was there we were supposed to come up with an idea and build the idea for in 52 hours you know complete the full cycle so the idea of PMS box a monthly premenstrual subscription box came to us came to me that moment when I was there and that's how it all started. That's crazy. And 52 hours to create something, the pressure for that has to be just like crazy. What, what are the first hours, what are you doing originally? Like what's the first few hours look like? Well, yeah, it was very overwhelming in the beginning because, you know, when we think we have over like endless time, yeah. we always like procrastinate. But when it's like 52 hours, that's when like, should actually it's real <laughs> right and the first hour I would say it was converting people there to work on your idea so you're trying to convince them you basically have to pitch for your idea in front of a room full of people depending on the votes you receive your idea is going to be the idea that they're going to be working on over the weekend so first you need to convince the whole you know room and then you have to convince other people to work on your idea once you build your team, the first hour is to see what the problem is. You know, you have to do some market research, go out there, talk to a bunch of people. But we were in Santa Monica, so it was a little, it wasn't like we had access to the whole world. Um, but first hours, it was just, you know, going through your idea, seeing what your target audience group is, 
doing some market research on it and then you know hitting the road again back and forth back and forth you know going through your idea basically did they have it mapped out for you guys like did was it like a no no they, no not so really. go or how did that work like it, you know, format they, they there wasn't really a format okay um the the idea was you were supposed to work on you know your idea for the next 52 hours complete the cycle and then present it to investors okay know? and um yeah so you're gonna add something desiree yes and correct me if i'm wrong but i remember that you and domla Kajak, the COO of, um, of PMS Box, were there by chance at the same time. It was not planned that way. Is that correct? That is true. So I I thought I was just going to this event without knowing anyone there. And then I got a call. Someone saw my car. And turns out it's a friend <laughs> that a year That's ago, awesome. the same day, we had a Halloween party. We, we hosted a Halloween party. We actually kind of sold tickets for it. And Desiree was at that party, too. So it turns out a year later, <laughs> Domla is at the startup event. I pitched my idea to her first. And if she said, oh, this idea sucks, I would probably not have the courage to present it in a room full of people. Yeah. I would probably hate myself if I didn't present it. I, but I, she, she said it was a great idea. And then somehow I was like, yeah, we're going to present it. So that's how it all started. Wait, so, you, so you had the idea before the weekend? Not, no, not necessarily. So okay. the idea was you are supposed to come up with a problem and a solution. Okay. So I was Googling, like, what problem can I solve? World hunger, you know, poverty, all these problems, global warming. And I'm like, I don't have a solution for them to present in 60 seconds. So I, don't re- I didn't really have this idea ahead of time. However, for birthdays or special days, I've always been the person that I love to give gifts yeah, you know, I love gift giving and I yeah. love creating, you know, instead of purchasing something, I create my own gift for my friends. So I think in the back of my head, I always did similar stuff, surprises, surprising people, gift giving, and self-care is something very important for me. So I guess the idea started kind of like that. And so in that 52 hours, so you, you think of the problem solution and then that manifests into you're pitching people to join your team essentially there, right? So how many, how many people are there? Like, what does this look like for people? I'm trying to get, paint a picture for what this event oh, looks yeah. like. Oh, yeah. So you you basically walk in a room full of, like, I would say 60 okay. people. They're all, you know, coders, designers, advertisers, entrepreneurs, basically. And right before you pitch, you hear from other entrepreneurs that are making millions right now. So it's a little... Or not even like maybe billions, like and yeah. it's a little overwhelming in the beginning because you know you hear all these success stories. You're like, why not me? And then yeah, it's just you just pitch, you know, a room full of people, try to get them interested, and if they. So long story short, we didn't win actually. Now that I'm talking about this, <laughs> I got one of the most votes uh, on my. I would say PMS box, like in the very back, uh, we had this poster. So right after the pitch, people were supposed to put post-its on the idea that they liked the most. So it was great to see that PMS box got the most votes. But at the very end, when we were pitching to investors, our idea didn't win that weekend. Uh, But one great thing that happened is we didn't stop there. So 52-hour challenge just... It was the beginning for us. It just thought, um, taught us something valuable. It taught us that we shouldn't limit ourselves into thinking, oh, I don't have the funds, I don't have the time, I don't have this, I don't have that, because you have all the resources available to you if you can kind of you know, look around you. If you can think of the possibilities, anything is possible. I know that's like really cheesy right now, but... But true. Yeah, and what's great is four weeks later, we were invited to UCLA, and this time we were uh, the jury, and stu- business students were pitching their ideas to us. So that changed. N- not to, yeah. I'm going to go back to the, the that weekend, but yeah, sure. the UCLA thing, how did that come about? Well, we were sharing a lot on social media. We're very transparent with our process, and that's how we are building our team. Uh, meaning, you know, if we're... Desiree, you want to jump in? Yeah. I discovered that all over social media, for example, and um, 
Sarah was also reaching out to people for help over social media, so whoever is interested. So that's how I reached out, and I wasn't the only one, pretty much. So I had a public post, yeah. It was more of like, we're starting this great thing. Who wants to become a part of become a part of the journey? And then UCLA just happened. Um, someone saw the post, and she was like, oh, I'm teaching at UCLA. Can you guys come over and present PMS Box? And a week later, we want you guys to come back be a part of the jury for graduating students and um, you know hear their ideas out and now we're supposed to go on a breakfast date with the winners in January so really yeah it's pretty cool that's one of the things about like living now internet and social media and everything like you never know where opportunities come from from posting from putting yourself out there which I think a lot of people are nervous to put themselves out there or their business out there but like there's so many things that can come from that if you just do like that exact thing, the UCLA thing, just from posting, getting, growing your team from posting about it. That weekend, though, how did your team grow from that weekend? From when you had the idea, you pitch it, you didn't win, but in a way you won because you grew your team. Like who was who came from that weekend? I guess. Who came question. from that weekend? So me and Domlo, the the first thing that we asked each other right after we we pitched to the investors and we didn't win, what time are we going to meet tomorrow morning and where? That's because we knew we were on to something. We yeah. knew we didn't want to give up. We had the fire, you know, we just wanted to continue to build on it. So right after that weekend, you know, we continued to work on the idea with uh, the team that started the idea along with me. And then we focused on, you know, sharing everything on social media. I guess two days later, we had another team member, Pam. She's a Brazilian influencer and she was really excited when she saw the opportunity and um, I, I kind of told her, hey, we're going to meet at this location at this time. Can you make it? Uh, you know, it's kind of like a little test. I kind of see if they're really interested, you know, because we always like like to schedule things like 15 days later, three weeks later, but, or like we can't meet on a Sunday. We can't do Saturday meetings. Like there's all these like rules. And I don't like to live by any of those rules. So for me, it's like do it now. If you're really interested in my idea, if you want to be a, be a part of PMS Box, right. come on, you know, like, <laughs> let's meet now. Like, where are you? Okay. So that's how we build the team. Now we're up to, I would say, I don't even know the number because when you think about it, I, I want to say 15, but yeah. the core team, I would say, is between like 8 to 12. Okay. And then there, we have like behind the scenes videographers that show up every time we have everything, you know, something going on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we have like 20 WhatsApp groups with all different departments. <laughs> have you built a team before and had to do that before? Yeah. Sarah? You have. I've been doing that for, I would say, media companies for years okay. now. And um, yeah, usually people push interns aside. They're like, oh, interns can't have a good idea or a good I- creative idea only comes from creative directors. Like, they always like to label people and categorize it. And I've always been the person to include everyone because, you know, good idea can come from anyone. Yeah. And I believe everyone is creative if they're given the right opportunity to be themselves. So I've been building teams, encouraging people for, you know, over a decade now. And um, now I'm doing that for PMS Box, the idea that I started. Yeah. And knowing that you had that experience and you had this idea and you're like obviously crazy excited about it and you want to do a lot with it. Did you think, okay, let's grow this team as fast as possible, or we need XYZ person to do this? Like, what was that process? Because, you know, for anyone looking to grow a business, building a team is going to be a part of that probably, unless you're a solo entrepreneur, which is a whole different thing. But, like, what was your process for thinking about that and how you wanted to grow the team? Yeah, I I didn't really sit down and write down, okay, so these are the goals (laughs) that we have to fulfill. It was more like while we were building, you know, this box – I was like, oh shoot, our signature isn't working. We have to find someone that's an IT specialist, you know, that knows IT. And then Desiree's, oh, you know, I have that connection. It, it just came to us while we were building the idea. Um, the positions, as we're working on it, we're like, oh, we need someone that has a sales background. Okay, let's look for that now. And um, it was very interesting for us because anytime we had an idea, like who do we need now? It's like you just say it out loud to the universe and it would come to you. It it came to me anytime I had this idea of like, oh, we should partner up with this vendor or we should have this person on our team. 
they would call us in the next hour without us reaching out, which was kind of creepy, but it actually <laughs> happened and still happening right now. Yeah, and so you grow the team. You're to the point now where you're like eight to twelve-ish people that are then fifteen, like helping out. What is like? What is everyone's roles, or how do you determine that? I mean, I'm imagining there's so much to do and get done. I'm just curious on how that all works in terms of figuring that out. Who's doing well, what? Well, you know, you need a team to build a box. Because if it was only me, I always had great ideas, but why didn't any of my ideas work before? It was because one person can only do so much. So you have to build a team. It's very, very important if you want to build a good product. The way we define roles, I guess, I'm a good observer, so I see how they can shine in which department. And I also ask, what do you like doing? You know, what what makes you happy? What is your purpose in life? And then it just falls into place. Yeah. There isn't really a secret formula. It just comes naturally. Um, and, yeah. Great. And growing from that weekend and the initial idea and then to, I guess, where you're at now, like, what has that process been? Like, initially early on, what were some of the first things that you guys did to grow it or to make the idea, move the idea forward? Like, what were you doing initially? Yeah, so besides growing the box, sorry, Besides growing the team, we right. had to grow the box. Actual you know, you can have like 200 <laughs> people on your team, but if you don't have a product that people can't purchase, then what's going on here? Right. So it's kind of the chicken out of the egg or the egg out of the chicken. You have to do both. And you also have to create content as you go along. Anything right now as we're recording this, this is also content that we will utilize too. Right. So it's very important to focus on the steps and record them as you go along. Uh, the the other weeks, you know, ever since we started the idea, what we did first was build a team. And while we were building the team, I was focused only on building the box itself. So I did, uh, you know, my research, which products do I like to use, which products makes me feel better when I'm on my period. Yeah. So I started getting samples of them. I made sure all my team members use those products while they were on their periods. I believe we're the only company that has meeting requests as Sarah's period is starting today. Like I get <laughs> alerts when Desiree has her period and I'm kind of like the, the period godmother right now. I mean, people email me or they WhatsApp me like at 3 a.m. They're, they're like, oh, I just got my period. Like they're super excited and I'm like, okay, where are you now? Let me drive up to you and bring you samples. Yeah. Uh, because we're not gonna put anything in this box that we didn't use it on ourselves. You know, it has to be organic. It has to be the best out, out of the best. So um, we, we built the box right now. We have, we designed the box. We have the products in it. We're missing, I would say, two products right now uh, to complete the whole box. Uh, it's on the website right now on pmsbox.co. You can order your holiday edition PMS box, which is a little different than our actual box. And... Um, yeah, so the box itself has menstrual products in it, painkillers, beauty, nutrition, therapeutic items, along with a token gift. The token gift is a product that will remind you of the help that you're you know, giving. On that note, I didn't really just, sorry, like we're still continuing. Yeah, yeah, I didn't oh, yeah. really talk about the box in the sense that like yeah. when you purchase one, we're giving one, things well, like that. Is that. Go ahead. Should I know? It's all good. This is you can do anything you want here. What? Go for it. <laughs> yeah, talk about talk about the actual box itself. Cause people are gonna be wondering, okay, what is it? What does it include? What's the story behind? You know, so like what? So yeah, let me talk about the box. Yeah. PMS box comes with six products, menstrual products. It's fully customizable. So if you like to use tampons or pads or mix both, you can do that. Second item is painkillers. If your pain is very very severe you can take them or if you don't want to do painkillers if you want to focus on therapeutic items we have essential oils and other good stuff beauty um, items organic products face oils masks etc we have nutrition as well as what is the other one that i forgot i'm losing count right now i believe it's menstrual products, therapeutic painkillers, beauty, nutrition. Oh, and the sixth item. So sixth item is my favorite because it reminds you of the purpose of the box. 
every time you get one box, you subscribe to PMS Box, we give one box of menstrual products to a woman in need. Um, we are on this mission to end period poverty. We want to make sure that while you're treating yourself, a woman in Turkey or a woman in India or anywhere else in the world is also having the same luxury that we have. They're not going to receive the same box that you're receiving right now because, you know, first world problems versus third world problems, they don't have access to menstrual products. They're using the same dirty rag that they've been using for a decade. They've, they're getting infections that can lead to them not having children in the future. So we're on a mission to, you know, take care of ourselves as well as other women that's out there. And the token gift, the sixth product, is a reminder of that. It's a product that's handmade from those countries each month, all of the products in the box is going to change. And um, yeah, that's that's a little bit about the PMS box. Where did, where did that idea come from, of making it that part of the mission to also help someone else in another country with this? Like, was that always part of the original idea? Yes. Okay. Where did that come from? Why did you decide to do that? Did you just... Because people are probably going to wonder, okay, well... How did Tom's shoes start? Where they gave it the one-on-one giving model, right? He he had the experience there, and the experience is like, okay, well, I'm gonna do that same thing. Have shoes sure. here, but for for your company for PMS Box, like, how did that come about? You know, as a team, we've always been giving back. That's that has been one of our missions. Whenever you know there has been a crisis in a country or an area that needs help, I've always been giving back one way or the other. So it just naturally came to me, and the other. Um, thing is when we started this box while we were doing our interviews and research a couple of women encouraged us in the sense that we already wanted to do the giving back but they were um, thinking that if they wouldn't they wouldn't buy the box for themselves but if there was a mission to give back they would be more you know encouraged to do that right so I think that kind of helped us focus on the giving back even more yeah. Even though we had that idea, I guess that encouraged us more because we realized that we're not the only ones that think this way. And the whole website changed after that. It was more like, you know, pink and very focused on self-care. And now it's more like, you kind of look like a nonprofit. So that's why we have to change it again and find the medium. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, Tom's a great example. I love what they're doing. Um, they're an inspiration. I think giving back is very important when you're building a business it has to be embedded in the philosophy of the business and that's core to us yeah or else it wouldn't feel right you know i I wasn't happy when i was doing advertisement it was always empty because we were making other people rich yeah um but we weren't really giving back so i was very unhappy when i was just helping the rich become richer and personally just helping on a mission to help others animals humans you know any living being out there um so i couldn't do anything else you know it, it, I couldn't build a business if it wasn't giving back. Right. It wouldn't be my business. Yeah. And one of the things you mentioned, like the products in the box and everything, um, I had been part of a subscription box before in the toys kind of space, and it was always so tricky to figure out product. I'm curious on how you've gone about figuring out what products to include and how to actually get those products in the box. Because for anyone starting a subscription box, like that is the challenge, right? And you're trying to find it for the right price and you're trying to find like what's the right mix. Can you talk a little bit about how you've done that? Oh, it's like Game of Thrones. That's the <laughs> funny part, you know, because I approach the companies that I already buy their products. Yeah. I op- and I approached local companies. I would go to farmer's market and then talk to local businesswomen that have amazing face care products, try their products out, as well as you know other companies that are sold in their products sold in Whole Foods, Trader Joe's. We can give out names, right? I'm yeah. Not sure. If oh, why not? Beep. All right, we can always um, add it if we have to. Yeah. So we would we would do both. I would say you know I I would find companies online and I would approach companies that I already use their products and pricing and everything else it's just you you negotiate so there isn't really like a special rule but you need to figure out what they need you know one difference that we have as a subscription box is we're not just buying the products as bulk and saying bye-bye to them yeah it's more of do you want to be rich or do you also want to be a part of something bigger 
what do you need help with? We realize that many of these companies, their social media suck or they need extra help with influencers, marketing, and that's something that I've been working on for a decade. So I provide something with value. I can negotiate for better pricing for the products yeah. by providing the value and connections that I already have, which that's how we built the box. Yeah. Also cross-promoting, especially for smaller companies because it's harder and this is a chance for the customer to try it and maybe become a customer for them in the future if they because we're planning on switching up products from time to time as well it won't be the same thing over and over right you'd be switching it up changing so, up different things yeah it's it's a platform for um people to discover new things as well for women to discover new things was it always going to be a subscription box yeah okay i don't know because sometimes you know i don't know if it was going to be like just a product that you had out there or like a bundle or anything no it, it was, was always going to be a subscription monthly subscription because you get your period every day so this right. this idea came about we we want to improve your menstrual experience so you get your period every month so it has to be a subscription box sense. your period doesn't end one month and even if it ends you can get the box for someone that has their period right what is in terms of like promoting it and social media and all like how have you approached that? And you have a PR journalist background. Like, how have you approached like growing the buzz around PMS Box, like the marketing, you know, side of things? Like, what have you done? What's been working? I'm curious about that as well. Sure, we're experimenting with, I would say, <laughs> uh, some Instagram ads, you know, uh, Google ads. But most importantly, we don't have funding right now. So yeah. everything is self-funded as we're speaking. Even more important than to That's know. why we have to be very strategic with what we get started. We can't start every advertisement idea we have at once because we can't do a real test. So that's why we have to do it one by one. Right now, we are having influencers take over our Instagram account. And, you know, it's the profile is not only women. You know, we have straight men, gay men taking over the Instagram account as well. We want men to get involved and they are sharing their story, their experience with PMS from their sisters, their wives, their girlfriends, friends, and that's how we get exposure. Long story short, instead of investing in paid advertisement, you have to do that as well, but we are focusing on organic growth right now and we are utilizing our connections with influencers, having them share content, I just lost my voice. <laughs> Having them share content on their profile as well as our profile, you know, sharing yeah. their lives on the Instagram stories. So that's what's attracting people, storytelling. I just got my period right before I came here for the interview, yeah. you know, and um, I'm PMSing as we speak right now. Couldn't find parking structure, you know. Now I'm trying all the products that we have, like couldn't find what to wear. My sheets got ruined. If I had the PMS box, my life would have been easier right now. Yeah. So I'm actually, right after this interview, going to subscribe to my own box. I don't know why <laughs> I didn't do that before. I felt like I wasn't supposed to yeah. do it. Like, because I have like liking the, your own post? What? So I have all the... No, I have... <laughs> I have... No, I have all the boxes in my house, but I wasn't even utilizing, you know, any... Like, I felt like they're all for customers. Like, I can't. You know, and then yeah. I was like, no, I can actually do that too. As soon as I figured that out, I got so happy. I was like, yeah, I'm going to get a box too. It's your company. You can do what you want. I, I do think it's important though to note that like, especially bootstrapping a company, like, yeah, you can't just buy Facebook ads and Instagram ads. You have to be scrappy. You have to figure out other ways to gain traction and actually get eyeballs on your product. Cause like everyone, especially now, it seems like everyone's just thinking, oh, I'm going to get funding. Like, oh, I'm going to go raise a millions and millions of dollars and then just go from there. But clearly it's not the business model for many, many people, especially in the beginning. So you have to be scrappy, right? And it just seems like there's no other way to do it. Um, what I guess what's been working most then for you? So the influencers has been the biggest thing in terms of getting traffic or getting, what, do you, what do you think? Content as well. Content as well, okay. We've been creating some amazing content, some great visuals that have been drawing a lot of followers and a lot of people interested in it. That's how we got the people. Uh, we got a lot of people to pre-subscribe to the box without even knowing what's truly going to be in there. <laughs> and that's also the content is also helping us to reach out to influencers and media. So we start small because the bigger outlets are always the harder ones to reach and also the priciest ones to reach depending on what we want to achieve with them yeah but um with content 
we are also creating our own dominance in the, in the web field and in the social media field, which hopefully with good time and with more content will also draw people's attention to us and maybe the attention of bigger outlets out there and bigger influencers. But yes, content plays a huge part and we've been For sure. very, very good with that. I want to dig a little bit deeper into that. So obviously you say content. So what type of content is there uh, like... Oh, we just need to produce something every day. Is there a like? How does just, that work? You it know? just comes naturally, you okay. know. So, for an example, when you're on your, because we're all women, so yeah. that's an also interesting part. Yeah. Everyone that's working on the box right now, we do have some male uh, team members, but I would say ninety percent it's female, and um, we've been PMSing, and we know what works the best for us. Right now, I don't know what yoga positions I'm supposed to be doing while I'm PMSing or fitness because. If you do work out, you know, before you get your period or if you eat healthy, chances are you're not going to have as painful experience as you would normally have. Therefore, we are creating lifestyle content, you know, healthy food recipes for PMS, nutrition, um, fitness, yoga, self-care, beauty, all of it. So, yeah. It's all over the place. And then is that we say... Not all over the place. I would say... We want to be present in different areas. So it's not just, oh, you just need fitness content. It's more of like, what do I, right now, for an example, I need some help with my skin. Maybe I'm breaking out, right, when I get my period. So I want content for that. What am I going to eat? Oh, am I going to, like, have more liquid this month? Should I focus on vegetables? Should I change my diet? Should I get rid of sugar? Should I work out? So all of these departments, self-care, like working out, eating well, sleeping well, sex maybe like am I going to have more or less sex like anything that comes to your mind it's just whatever makes you know sense for you like yeah. you're going to change some stuff so we're, we're creating very niche content based on that some people have heavier periods some people have lighter periods some of them have irregular periods we want to personalize the box as well as personalizing the content for our audience and is that mostly Instagram? Is that most? I like to dig into the deep details, so we're gonna go, go ahead. details for sure. So, sure. because anyone listening, especially if they're trying to grow a business, they want like, yeah. oh yeah, you can say that broad, but like, you know, what what does it actually look like? Is it like Instagram posts versus blog posts versus any videos? Or like, what does it look like for you? Everything. Okay. Everything. We try to do everything. Whatever. What is that? Which, which I, right now it's Instagram, okay. Facebook. We do have our own blog. Okay. Where we talk about these issues, okay. and we also overall just want to start the conversation on periods. We don't want it to be something taboo that can't be talked about right. because it happens every month, and for some odd for reason, many it's always <laughs> hidden. And you have, as a woman, I always felt like I have to hide it. Like I can't just be at work and be like, today I don't feel like it because I'm on my period and I just feel weaker than usual. Yeah, especially in a room amongst men that just sounds weird and looks weird and it shouldn't be weird so we're really trying to work on that and in general also our content is not necessarily just restricted to period but all things woman related we want to open this whole um, door of opportunities to talk about all things female that are usually that we are usually shy about talking whether that is later on I wrote a blog post about pregnancy, for example, and what it's like to be pregnant and all of a sudden not have your period but still have PMS symptoms on a daily basis, for example, <laughs> and the psychological challenges of that, <sighs> and how you're supposed to be so happy about it, but you're conflicted about it, and does that make me less of a future mother-to-be, and things like that. And yeah. these are not things that usually us women are comfortable talking. We always try to be this perfect role of what a woman is are you pregnant are you happy yes i'm happy that's great your PMS is everything good yes yes i can get this done everything is great so no it's not it's not that easy so we want to really break these barriers and talk about it openly and include other women in a conversation it's not just about us it's about everyone out there right and how do you how do you include other women in the conversation is it through like through that social and then just showing off that they're talking about too. I'm just curious on how this conversation happens or like how to grow it, how to make it more more awareness with it. Yes, you know, usually we get a lot of private messages how our idea inspired them to start their own business or our idea or the the openness, the conversation itself helped them, uh, you know, be more open to talking about PMS in general. So um, 
we share all of these private messages. You know, we turn them into quotes and images on social media, long story short. Yeah. You know, whoever we inspire along the way, either they want to start their own business, an idea that they've been neglecting for a while, they weren't really working on it, now they can work on it because they've seen that, you know, we we came this far. Yeah. Or, you know, the conversation itself, they were a little shy. This morning, I, I had stains on my sheet, for an example. Surprise, surprise, I actually shared it on my own social media. Why can we share, like, let's say if we have a bruise, like, it's okay to show that, but it's not okay. Or like, oh, my finger is bleeding. Like, I can have a post about that, but I can't have, like, a post of, like, a blood drop on my PJs. Like, is yeah. that something that I should be, like, ashamed of? You know, I, I came from changing subjects right now but I came from an area where I was you know we have to hide not that we have to hide that we get our periods but talking we're not expected to have sex before marriage Uh, being a virgin is very important having your period when you're getting you know your period you're supposed to hide you're supposed to wrap you know your pads before you purchase so coming from an area like that that mindset and really being able to share your you know that little blood stain on the the pj right now for me that's uh, refreshing it's freedom for me you know i don't feel like i'm locked uh living up to someone else's a culture's expectations i can be myself because for me it doesn't make a difference if it's your finger bleeding versus a little blood on the pj it's the same thing yeah you know what do you think has helped you, like, be comfortable enough to do that or to push through? I mean, you mentioned sharing that and, like, how cultural has – we have these cultural norms around all these different things, right? But, like, a lot of people wouldn't put that out there. What do you think helps you mentally? Like, just, do you just, like, not care? Like, oh, I'm just going to post this. How do you get to that point, you know? Because, like, people are – I've seen a lot of people be afraid to share things or afraid to start businesses or whatever standards there are out there. But – to help someone through that, like what's been helpful to get you to that point where like, oh, I'm gonna share this. Like, what is it, if you can articulate? Biological facts. I don't know why it hasn't happened before for yeah. me personally. That, does, that doesn't just go for a period, it also goes for menopause, for pregnancy problems, for women not wanting to be close to their child after giving birth. It's not unmotherly to do that. These are all physical challenges a woman is going through. And for some odd reason, they've always been neglected because we lived in a more male world, male-dominated world. But things are shifting, and I feel comfortable talking about things that I also... If somebody burps next to me, I don't... I'm not like, oh my God, how could he? It's, it's, if your body needs to do it, it does it. There's, there's a reason, there's a medical reason behind it. And the same with, the, with periods. So why should I be ashamed to talk about something that is beyond my control and that happens to me on a monthly basis since the age of 13 and will most likely happen until I'm 50 and hit menopause? And then I want to talk about menopause. Right. Because that won't be easy either. So why should we be ashamed of that? Right. And, but to that point, I'm, I'm curious as to how now you're able to share that versus like, were you always able to share that? I mean, even though you could have technically all, right? Anyone could all, you could have always, but I'm curious as to how's that shift like to get more people to be able to share, right? Like to make it more open, like just brainstorming. Like how do we get people to like do that? You know what I mean? I mean, I, I would always, you know, speak my mind. Yeah. I think I've always been this way. I've been always, you know, brave in that sense yeah and the way you you can become brave or find yourself is you got to you know not stay away from others but have make sure that no one else's voice comes into your head you know you the society doesn't control your other people around you you know you're not living up to their expectations so you're just living the best version of yourself so I like to listen to everyone's feedback but at the end of the day I wouldn't be happy if I'm living a life that's perfect for someone else. So right, yeah, because it's your life at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, yeah, exactly. So if you're gonna unfollow me because you've seen like a little blood stain on, you know, a, a cloth, or if you're not comfortable discussing, you know, PMS or hearing that, then you shouldn't follow my account to begin with. I think right. we're becoming more open-minded as times are changing. Um, we're learning to respect women more, which should have happened a while ago. <laughs> and um, 
Yeah. Yeah. How, th- I mean, throughout growing then PMS Box to this point now, like, what have been the biggest challenges along the way? I know you, like, because there's so many challenges to grow a business, any business. Um, I'm just curious of what, what's been your biggest challenges and like how you've overcome them. I'm sure you still have more of them clearly because any business always does. But if you could speak a little bit to that in terms of the challenges. Sure. Growing, yeah, the we don't have a warehouse right now. Okay. I live in a studio. So I was thinking this morning, the more boxes that we you know put together, how am I going to move in my <laughs> own apartment? I was like, that's going to be a big challenge. Yeah. And um, yeah. I think that's going to be one of the biggest challenges. Logistics with that. Logistics. It's funny you mentioned that because even so, my cousin's company, Clark Toys, I used to work at. I remember him saying like, "Yeah, he had a small apartment too, shipping boxes originally from there, and then it was to his parents' house." And I remember seeing their garage full of sports figures, and they were selling out of his parents' garage, and then it grew to eventually a small warehouse to a bigger warehouse. So, like, obviously you'll figure it out, but that is tricky, right? Because the more successful you are, then you'll have to figure it out, which is a great problem to have. But you do have to eventually figure out where do those boxes we're go. We're actually starting conversations with other warehouses. You Good. know, we're, we're building contacts as we move along because we do see ourselves, you know. Growing. Growing, of course. So we're, we're educating ourselves in areas that we didn't, you know, know about before. So we already right. have a con. <laughs> Uh, contact. Uh, his late last name is Conklin. Actually, pretty interesting. It's, anyways, it's like a famous fountain pen, Conklin mm-hmm. pens. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty interesting that, anyways. Yeah. What what uh, what else is next for PMS Box? It, what what are some of the things you're working on next? Like, what are you hoping for in the future? What's going on? We want to go to India and give one of the first batch of the. PMS boxes to the women in India. We've watched this uh, movie called Padma, which inspired us a lot. Yep. And um, it's it's a true life story. So uh, the the founder of you know the actual Padma, um, he comes up with this idea because he realizes his wife sleeps outside of the house for five days a month. It's because she has her period. She's not supposed to sleep with men in the same room. Uh, there's a lot of you know stigma around PMS in general, women getting their periods. So long story short, we want to go to India and we want to be able to give the boxes there in person. Many of my team members haven't lived abroad. You know, they were born and raised in the states. They've always you know they get their periods and they go to the grocery short, uh, store and then they just pick up their uh, menstrual products. Now they're more you know, aware that they can't really find organic menstrual products in marketplaces. Therefore, there's a big need to have, you know, a subscription box that actually caters to that. So we want to go to India and we want to make sure that all our team members are able to see the situation in India or Turkey, give the boxes in person and put a, put a name behind the help the, the, the woman that we're helping. So another right. thing is, it's not like, oh my God, we're helping India because we're so like established. It's nothing like that. The Indian woman is also helping us by giving us perspective. Right. We want to learn more about them. We want to learn more about the culture. Um, you know, Sadia, like what's her story? Where is she coming from? How did she deal with her period? We want to make sure we, we have that connection. Right. You know? And it's not just a problem in third world countries or developing countries. It's also a first world problem. Uh, there, there were several um, tries of the UK trying to make um, menstrual products available to people who earn below average or homeless women have constant issues to get menstrual products. So it's it also happens in our backyard. It's not just very far away. And we forget that very easily, especially when you can easily go and buy a pet for six, seven dollars. Somebody else who earns below minimum wage or has five children to feed does not does not see that simple. I mean, really, it's 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 sad that this is happening, and <sighs> yeah. we're not really talking about it. And you really just find out about it if you truly do your research. And we're also trying to add to that. We're trying to do a lot of research and also produce content in that in that case it's not just a developing world issue it's an issue all around the world whether you're in switzerland in the uk in australia in japan and here in the states for example 
Right. And how, how have you, through that research, like what are some of the problem areas or how have you decided which areas to help out with? So we want to start off with India and Turkey because of the rates. You know, in in Turkey, one out of ten women, uh, girls, they're not able to go to their classes because they got their period and they don't have access to menstrual products. India, women, when they get their periods, they're not in the same room with their husband. They have to sleep outside of the house. They're using leaves or dirty rags. And we just wanted to start with the two main countries that has the highest ratio when it comes to period poverty, has the most health-related issues related to menstrual experiences. We wanted to focus on those two countries and then expand, like Desiree mentioned, because it's not a problem only for third world countries or it's not a problem for only two countries. It's a problem all around the world. Problem for me here in LA, you know, I'm in LA, I got my period right now and I'm not gonna be able to go to a grocery store and get, you know, a tampon or a pad because they're bleached with chemicals. Mm-hmm. Anything that I put in PMS box is going to be organic. You know, anything that you put on your face, put in your body, um, it has to be organic. Yeah, the best products possible is what also as part of yeah, what you're doing. Yeah, as I was coming here, one of the biggest, you know, tampon companies, they had a recall issue with their product and it happened here in LA. We just got that link in. So it's very important to make sure that you check the menstrual products that you're using. Just because it's sold in a grocery store doesn't mean that it's actually organic. So we want to educate our audience and we want to, you know, inspire them to pick the best products for themselves and really care for their bodies because that's how you can have a longer life and healthier life. Right. Yeah. And to go back a little bit, so you said you said India. Uh, what was the other country? Turkey. Tur- India and Turkey. How can you forget? Turkey? I know. I know. We're all oh, from I know. Turkey. I know. You're all. <laughs> well, you're not. Mind blank. <laughs> um, but to that point, like, so how are you reaching those people directly? Like, are you there's people on the ground with PMS box helping out there? Sure. Like, how is that happening? Sure. So I am. Um, I'm originally from Turkey as well as two or four members of our team are also originally from Turkey. I, uh, we have the biggest Syrian refugee, you know, I would say population in Turkey. And uh, three, four, four, three years, <laughs> I can't decide. Just, so a while ago. It's karma for me for getting Turkey. What? Go ahead. <laughs> a, a while ago when I was in Turkey, we started Project Lift. It was a Syrian refugee outreach program. And there are specific areas in Istanbul, Sultanbeyde, or the east side of Turkey that have very low access to menstrual products. We already have connections that are with organizations as well as, you know, people that live there. We want to make sure we work with the locals when it comes to distributing these packages. We have distributed two packages so far for Turkey as well as India during the startup weekend. As we speak right now, we have pre-orders on our website, but we didn't distribute any of the boxes to our customers or our um, countries that we're helping out right now because we're building the box as we speak. So in a week from this date, we will ship our first boxes to the customers and then the local outreach will happen. We want to make sure we work with locals. That's the reason why we watch the movie Padman as we speak. We want him to be a part of this as well. So uh, that's very important to collaborate with locals. They know the culture the best. And um, with Turkey, we already have a very strong group there that's going to educate the population on how to use tampons, how to use pads properly, and give them access to the tools that they need. Are there other countries you already have like on your list next that you're like eyeing up or you're focusing on those to start with and kind of moving from there? Yeah. It's still early, very early, clearly, in, in yeah, the business. It, I'm we, not forgetting that. We want to focus on those two countries <laughs> yeah. first and then take it from there. Okay, that yeah. makes sense. Um, we want to reach 10 million women in the next five years. That's the goal. 10 million in the next five years. Why 10 million in five years? It was Ambitious. one, and one of our friends added zero at the end. It became 10, and now we can't. You know, it was it wasn't written with a pencil, so we can't read it right now. We're like erasing, so we stuck right. with ten. We don't like. That's perfect. Yeah, it's just, uh, it's good to have goals. Oh, of course, and then there's like the magic of thinking big, and there's like a whole book about it and everything. But like, um, that's something too. It's almost easier to reach bigger audacious goals sometimes. No, than I believe one point two billion women don't have access to menstrual products. So we were doing a calculation. We wanted to make sure that you know we can at least reach 
a significant percentage to help end period poverty. I wish we can reach 1.2 billion, but we wanted to yeah. start off small, so 10 million sounded like a real number. 1 million wasn't even making anything for the percentage. <laughs> we weren't going to change the 12 per 13 percent to right. 12 or 12 to 13, so. Yeah, through that. And what do you think is going to be most important in terms of the growth moving forward to be able to do that and actually reach those people and grow that to that big of a number? Yeah, you know what I mean? What's the most important business-wise to do that is kind of what I'm curious about. Sure. Uh, as we speak, we don't have any promotions on the box right now. I think the biggest challenge is to get people to try the box. You know, your friends, your close contacts, family, people around you, or people that meet you in person will buy the box. They will subscribe to it. That's not a problem. We want to make sure that we have a very smart marketing strategy where, just like Blue Apron, for an example, it's expensive. But when they have their trials, you test the box out, you love the products, you stick with them. We want to make sure that we create something where they don't, you know, they're not afraid to try the box. It's, they're able to try it, they love it, they continue to subscribe to it. Right. Getting it in their hands, allow them to actually try the products out and that will help it grow even more and more. And then word of mouth and kicks in as well, I'm sure. Once yes. people have had it and then they can actually speak to it because they've actually tried it. Which is why, like you said, having your whole team try the products and everything so they can really speak to what it's actually like and how it's helpful or not is, seems like a very important thing to have. One of the things I also want to talk about is on the entrepreneurial side of things, how are you managing the ups and downs of entrepreneurship, of growing this company, the challenges that happen? Like, I always am curious for any entrepreneur, how they do that, and just go with the flow. Like, how, how do you approach that, or like, you know, self-care within that? I'm just curious on how you're going about that. Well, uh, <laughs> I'm not a great example because I stopped doing yoga, meditation. I don't have time for self-care um, stuff right now. It reminds me of a time when I got a puppy. Um, when I had a puppy, I stopped, you know, really focusing on myself. I was making sure that the puppy was eating well. I was so um, not obsessed, but I was so focused on making sure that, you know, my puppy was doing well. This is just like my puppy right now. So I, <laughs> this is your puppy. I'm, yes, yeah, it is. I, it's so it's like a baby, you know, the product itself, the box itself, it needs your full attention 24 seven. I skip meals. I sometimes live off of coffee. So I'm not a great example, but one thing that I make sure I do is sleep. Sleep is very important for me. Um, I want to get in my eight hours of sleep during that 52 hour weekend we weren't able to get any sleep <laughs> and uh, it actually continued we, we had very little sleep and I realized if I don't sleep well I don't have the tolerance to deal with issues so I have to be stronger because you know being an entrepreneur having your own business it's like you're in the middle of the ocean and anytime anything can go wrong yeah you know just before coming here I probably had like 10 problems that I had to solve and as I'm speaking to you right after this I'm gonna have like you have to face the whole world you know you have to face your team members you have to make like there's not a problem facing your team members but what I'm trying to tell you is problem can come from internal contacts external so you always have to be ready for that right and there is no secret to it i guess some people are built like bulletproof i i get easily aggravated sometimes when things don't go wrong but i always remind myself you can always you know cry about it or you can do something about it so i choose to boss up you know when i'm upset about something i i like to keep it calm think rationally and um come up with solutions i love problems because that makes me more creative right I love challenges. I like doing a lot in a small amount of time. So I, I don't really have a self-care recipe or ritual. I, I think I was just built this way. I've always had to work on a lot of ideas at once. I had to you know wake up at 4 a.m. to open a coffee shop when I was you know, 17, 18, or work in my mother's preschool. So I've always worked on my life. Um, I've always worked in tough conditions, and I think I'm built for that. So. But I think it's very important to make sure that you're taking care of yourself because it's not a, it's not a sprint. It's a, it's a you know long term journey. Yeah. So you need to make sure that your body is well rested. You're getting 
we're going to have breakfast right after this. <laughs> it's going to count as uh, yesterday's breakfast, lunch, and dinner all combined. Oh, so goodness. you just need to make sure that you take care of yourself. That's one thing that I keep reminding my team. You, the agenda can wait. You don't have to send it tonight. Don't let sleep and make sure you send it tomorrow morning. Right. Um, and I just need to listen to my own advice at times. Yeah, it's it's so tough though, right? Because there's so many things to do. And you think, you look at the list, for me at least, like look at the list of things I need to do. And you realize that you'll never finish all of them anyways, even if you work 24-7 like, and didn't sleep at all, you still wouldn't finish them. So it's almost like you have to accept that you won't, but prioritize and try to do as much as you can, put those big rocks first of like the eight hours of sleep or whatever it is for you. Um, but it's so tough because you just want to spend all your time working on the company. Oh, yeah. It so does. It's, yeah, it's, it's very it's difficult. Even when you're showering, like the best ideas really come when you're showering and I always carry a little notepad on mm-hmm. my keychain to write ideas. So yeah, yeah, you <laughs> you always want to work on the idea, even when you're sleeping. You're actually working. You're thinking, coming up with new ideas. Before falling asleep, that's when I have the best ideas, and I'm like, what did I do the whole day that now everything pops up? Right. But yes, it's that place where your brain now has a few minutes to like unwind. I have a notepad next to my bed for sure. There's always like ideas, and even like in my phone, if I put an idea in there late at night or early in the morning, it's like you can't can't not write that down so you have to keep that there um one thing i didn't ask you i thought about now um were you full-time into the business from the beginning or do you did you have another job sarah while you were starting the company job maybe several several jobs (laughs) cardi b well um i i think she's a good inspiration in that sense you know she uh we i don't come from a wealthy family I have to work in order to sustain myself even if I came from a very rich family I would probably do the same yeah long story short yes I do work um, at a medical e-commerce site and while I'm working with them I'm also working on PMS box yeah and I do have other clients that I mentor when it comes to social media management how to build content how to build teams how to connect with influencers because resourceful people shouldn't shut themselves down and only work from eight to five. Any connection that I'm building at X company can help Z company, Z company, Y company, and it actually helps PMS box eventually. So I want to meet as many people as I can in a day. I want to help as many people as I can in a day. And I never want to restrict myself to one company or one specific. That's why we work on Sundays too, you know, or like we, we're going to have a team call um, shortly. So long story short, we always want to make sure that we're helping as many people as possible Yeah. and building systems. So the way I do it is for any business that I'm working on right now, in the very beginning, it takes a lot of attention, but I built the team. So I'm able to focus on the, the areas that need more focus and have the influencers manage the accounts or create the content for me. Right. That's for any of the business that I'm working on right now. That's the role. One thing I think about too with that. So you built this team, and you're you haven't shipped any. Well, you had the ship boxes in the beginning where you tried those. Yeah, like two boxes from yeah, the, the no, weekend. So yeah, so we started working on this idea. It was October 26, 27th that that weekend, okay. like Halloween weekend. Instead of dressing up and going to a Halloween party, which should have done but because uh, my birthday is uh, November 1st so I always want to make sure we are we celebrate Halloween properly I also had a concert ticket which I didn't go so to get back to your question I forgot the question what was it? oh the boxes sorry yes so during that weekend we were building the box we still have that prototype box on my desk yeah. right now we didn't ship the box because we were just building it we got some products for 52 hours but we were also supposed to ship two menstrual boxes or not ship but just give it to India and Turkey and educate the population that was part of our challenge and we completed that so we didn't ship a box in 52 hours from the states to India or Turkey that would have been impossible we do have contacts there so they gave two boxes of menstrual products to the woman in need they educated the women that that have never seen tampon before so we completed that mission and then we focused on building our own box Everything is custom made right now. Any drawing that you see on our website, from the booklet, from the influencer notes, everything is made from scratch. And it's actually made in France, thanks to our contacts. And San Diego as well, Sabrina, 
our team actually are let's mention a couple of names yeah. sabrina damla chantel hector daniel pam lorraine um pam yes pam eva tyler tyler <laughs> It's a big team. I'm gonna go on WhatsApp yeah. right now. I look at it right now. Look at it. Give the shout outs. As well. How oh, do you? I'm, I'm to that point. Christine Elena. Christine is a genius. She actually made our website so so good. We're gonna see her today. Katie, Naomi, Sabrina, Valerie. Valerie made the jingle for the podcast. So, it's intelligent women that are helping us all around. Katrina, and um, it's not just limited to these. Folks, we also right. have CJ that did the Instagram takeover. Yeah. How, how do you get buy-in from people when I, I are they volunteering their time, like getting paid for this, having equity? Like, I'm curious on that side of it. It's like build a team around something that, yeah, how do you get the buy-in from everyone? You know what I mean? Like, because I'm in my head, I'm thinking like, wow, I couldn't hire many people. I wouldn't be able to pay everyone. But like, I'm just curious on how you build the team then. How do you? convince people to join your mission and like how does that work i mean i, I think some things should be secret <laughs> if i gave you my secret recipe <laughs> what, would, what would i be left with just kidding um it's i wouldn't be able to you know pay everyone today and build a box at the same time we right. don't have any funding right. once we do get the funding once this is an actual business everyone will get paid yeah. right now they're getting paid with growth with connections, right. with love, with dinners, lunches, group activities, whatever we're doing. Right. So, you know, if we were sitting at a coffee shop, I pick up the bill and we always have it. team activities on Sunday. So I'm investing into all of this. But I think they're not excited about the free coffee. No one cares about that. They, they're excited about building a business that's giving back, learning a lot in very short amount of time. And they're finally able to utilize their skills for a bigger purpose because at their eight to five job which all of them have jobs right now maybe multiple jobs but they're not being well taken care of you know i i want we take care of our people i want to make sure that they're they're feeling the love we're all growing together they're able to voice their opinions it's a safe spot for everyone so and i'm building a fun company you know otherwise if it was just work boring like i wouldn't do it myself so (laughs) it has to be entertaining for me it has to be fast paced and they see the changes like you go to bed tomorrow morning i already closed two deals i have products for my january box i mean business you know they see the change and they want to be a part of something that's growing so i don't approach anyone and try to convince them they actually see it on social media they approach me they're like hey i want to be a part of it and one of my biggest rule is never close any door so i never say no to anyone i always give everybody opportunities and i i talk to them i want to see what they're about and um yeah so we chat about it and then we figure out how they can utilize their skills with pms box i think that's there's a bunch of stuff you just mentioned that's super important, I think. But to that point, what I took away from that, like offering value to people and having the mission behind what you're doing are two of the, the biggest things you can do for growing a company. Because like you had that mindset of like, oh yeah, I have to hire these employees. Like they're not like hiring employees. It's like if you have a mission behind it, it's a much different thing. But they're not strangers. So here's another yeah. thing. So we do have a couple of new members that I've just met recently. But some of these folks have been following me on social media for a while now. So they've, they've already been inspired with the content that I've been producing. And right. that's the reason why it was easier to convert someone that already knew you, right. liked you, versus a stranger off of the street. You know, if I was stopping anyone from USC right now, hey, I have a box. Like, do you have a moment for Jesus Christ? Like, things like that. Like, <laughs> yeah. that it wouldn't work that way. They'd be like, what? Maybe because, Who are you? Yeah. Yeah. So they already a were point. a fan of the good work that I was doing elsewhere, and they already yeah. liked me as a person. So it was easier for me to, you know, have them on the team. And then it grew from there. Like, randomly, I went to a Thanksgiving party. One of our recent uh, members Christine I met her while she was having a drink and randomly talking about PMS box and ever since then she's been thinking about the box she called me she was like I want to be a part of it so she was probably one of the only members if any Tyler Hector Daniel 
all these individuals are actually new members that we met, so they didn't really know me too. I don't know how they got convinced. But, I'll ask them that question after yeah. this too. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. And, and, and Daisy, Daisy's point, also amazing too. I didn't mention her name, photographer. I just want to make sure that we mention yeah. everyone's name. Any vendor that helped us, any brand that's helping us, any individual, we're very thankful. And, you know, we're going to send everyone a holiday gift card after this <laughs> call. We, we want to make sure that we we recognize, you know, yeah. their, their help with building their box. Well, it seems like you're doing things the right way. And like to the point of making, some, making the company fun and taking care of people and mission behind it. And that's... Yeah, it, a lot of great things that people can learn from, especially from this interview, but then just following you guys on social media and seeing what you're doing. And yeah, I'm following and watching, you know, paying attention and seeing everything. So I'm like, oh, okay. It's, keeping it's, up it's, with the PMS box? Yeah, I'm keeping up. I had to do research too for the interview. So definitely looking and seeing all that has been incredible. Um, as we kind of wrap things up, one of the things I want to ask is like, do you have any advice for like aspiring entrepreneurs, people thinking about starting something, um, you know, maybe not being the most fulfilled from their company, but wanting to do something else. Like, was there anything you would just tell people? I'm just, just curious. Start now. Start Don't now. wait for the perfect moment. Perfect moment is now, you know, nothing is promised to so just get started now. And if you need any help, contact me and I'll help you. To that point, where can people find you? Learn more about PMS Box. Sure. Shout out that one more time. Yeah. So my email is Sarah. S-E-R-A, it means greenhouse in Turkish, at pmsbox.co. They can email me or they can send us an Instagram message on pmsbox.co or Sarah Alper with two R's. They can you know, reach out to my personal Instagram. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Sarah and Desiree, for coming on the show. Appreciate the time. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Just Go Grind. As always, the show notes are over at justgogrind.com slash podcast. And you can support the show over at patreon.com slash justgogrind. And please, please leave a rating and review over on iTunes. It does help more people find the show. Hope you enjoy this episode. Have a great day.